Hello and welcome to Equine Voices Podcast. My name is Ronnie, an intuitive equine communicator. I hope you enjoy this episode and thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to Equine Voices. My name is Ronnie and I'm very pleased to announce my special guest, Matthias Gason. So I hope I've pronounced that right. I'm sure he'll correct me if I haven't. And he lives in France and I'm going to bring him in shortly to introduce himself. So I know a little bit about him, but it's from um, videos that I've seen about his liberty work and traveling around the world and wanted to know more about what life is all about. So I'll read a little something that I found on his website. I am someone who likes to explore my boundaries and limitations and the essence of life. What is the reason for our existence? Which is a very, very big question. So he can introduce himself and then we'll find out more about him and we'll start to ask some questions. Hello. Hi everyone. Thank you for inviting me for the for the interview. You're welcome. Would you like to introduce yourself and just give yes. us a taste of who Mateus is? Okay. So at the moment uh, I'm 31 years old. So my name is as you already uh, said before. I'm uh, Matthias Gersen. At the moment I'm living in the south of France. I've been a professional horse trainer for the past 10 years. So my specialty was more like working with the horses with a difficult problem because of the people, just because of the situation, because of the surroundings. But like you already said before, the reason why I stopped, because I was explaining so much the same story over and over again, that it became just a little bit too tired for me. So the goal for me is just to help people to get more in connection with their own intuition and their way of being. And I think I can find many other ways just to help people as well, but just without the horses in a different kind of a different kind of direction. So to be honest, I'm very bad with introductions. Like I already said to you as well before. So I prefer skipping this part a little bit <laughs> and just, just start asking me questions. It's going to be much more spontaneous and then much more fluid. Okay. And you will see with the, when you're going to ask questions, I'm also going to talk more about my history and stuff. So it's, it's going to be fine. Okay. You can breathe now. You can breathe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's just us two talking. Okay. So if anybody has any questions, by the way, as we go through this, this informal interview, it's a chat really. So let's, let's, let's go back a little bit. When did horses come into your life? How, how did that evolve? So for me, I started riding horses when I was 10 years old. So I started together with my dad. Both of us, we didn't follow any lessons. So we just went always outside in the fields. So we didn't ride in the arena. So it was a beautiful experience. It was a really good time between me and my dad. But I think I was riding from my 10 to my 12 years old. And I think, I think you can imagine if you're 12 years old, being a small boy, riding horses is not the most coolest thing to do. So I decided to actually also stop riding the horses and I became a, a skateboarder. Skateboarding like every day from the morning till the evening, till I was 18, 19. So what happened during those time, I had lost a little bit the connection with my parents because, you know, it's also a different kind of environment. So what happened, I decided to go back to the horses because I know, you know, you're always outside, you're surrounded by the animals. And also in that way, I was also able to connect back again with my dad. The thing is, when I came back to the horses, he decided to stop working with horses. So I was just left alone, <laughs> but I was still, you know, every day. I was always outside and just developing my knowledge about the horse, but also about myself. That's a small, a small introduction. That must have been really special going riding with your dad. Yeah, I can imagine that must have been really a really special moment. It's a very beautiful 
And that's also the thing for my dad, for instance, it was, it was very difficult. And when I decided to stop with the horses when I was 12, because for him, I think, yeah, you can imagine being a parent. If you spend time with your, with your son, doing something you both love, of course, it's nice to share such kind of experience. So for him it was kind of difficult. And that's also, once again, the reason why I came back to the horses to get back in that kind of connection. But for him, I think he was already doing this for nine years, 10 years. So he was just becoming too tired because I think all of us know it's also a lot of work. You have to maintain the horses. You have to go outside. If it's sunny, it's kind of nice. But if you go in the rain, the snow, it's, I can't imagine for him after 10 years, it became just a little bit too much. So that's the reason why, yeah, why he stopped. So, so when you came back into horses, what sort of work was you doing? Was it, was it your own, your own business or was you working somewhere else? My personal opinion about working with horses, I think if you're going to approach a horse and even from in the beginning, I always knew like, it's all about turning. It's everything is turning about me, about my way of being, my presence. So if I'm, if I'm capable of just being unique and just being me, horses, they want to approach me because it's nice to hang around me. So for instance, the first time when I approached horses, I always had a good feeling. Everything was kind of nice. I had a good connection with them. But for instance, there are two people that are in the horse industry that personally I, I admire. And that was before you had like Fling, Klaus Ferdinand Hemfling. I don't know if people, if people know him. It's a very nice guy because I, I think he's one of those people who had a good connection with horses. But I do think, and I'm not going to talk about somebody's back, but I think he lost a little bit his track, in my opinion. So at the moment, it's a little bit less interesting. And then the other person is uh, Frédéric Pignot. So he's the Frenchman. He's also working a lot of liberty, liberty work. So the reason why I'm telling this is in the beginning when I was 18, 19, I came back to the horses. My dad, my dad was also interested by uh, Klaus Ferdinand Hemfling. And so one day he gave me a book. So he said, oh, if you want, you can just take a look at the book, how he's doing stuff. And uh, so when I look at the book, I'm not the, I'm not the person who's really going to read all the, the, the text. And I'm always looking at pictures. If I look at the picture, I can see, oh, you know, he's, there's, he's, he's doing like this, or he has such kind of connection with the horses. For me, this is much more value than just reading what he's trying to explain. But still, I think I wrote one or two pages and the day after I go into the horses and what happened for me, the connection was almost completely gone because in my mind, I was thinking, oh, you know, he's doing like this and you have to do this and you have to. So I lost completely my own instinct. I was copying something from someone else. And the horses, obviously, they're also going to feel this. So from in the beginning, I knew for me, that's not a good way. So I think for three years, maybe four or five years, I was always being, being independent. And I'm not joking. I didn't watch anyone else. So I was always alone in my little field, going outside for walks. There were not big riding stables in the region. So I was really just like doing everything alone. And after four or five years, then I was finally capable of looking at other people or seeing their approach about certain situations. Because at that moment, I was strong enough to keep true to myself. And before, when I was younger, I was not able, you know. And that's also one of the, that's also one of the biggest problems, I think, with most people these days. Is sometimes you want to be too perfectionist, which obviously it's kind of, kind of normal, I think. Especially for a lot of women when they were 30, 40 years old. From in the beginning, it happens often when you're too young. Every, but I think we all know 90% of the people who ride horses today are all women. So that is what I'm giving example with women. So most young ladies, I think that's a big dream for a lot of young women to have a, to have their own horse, but it's too expensive. It's too much work. The parents, the, the parents, they don't allow such kind of stuff. So it's not possible. Afterwards, they grow up and they're going to start studying. 
It's not the moment yet. Then afterwards, they're going to meet a new boyfriend. It's not the moment yet. Afterwards, they're going to get married. Then they're going to have the children. It's never the moment. So then afterwards, when everything is done and they finally have the time to buy their own horse, it's a dream that's coming true for so, so long. They have to wait so long. So I can imagine in their situation, it's difficult to not be perfectionist and really don't want to make mistakes because you waited so long. But because of being too perfectionist and want to do everything yeah, being too perfect, that's just the worst mistake we can make, in my opinion. So that's what I always try to say to people. If you're going to work with horses, don't be afraid to make mistakes at all. If you just try as much as you can, if it doesn't function, it's not a problem. If you're going to make the same mistake twice, it's still not a problem. If you're going to make the same mistake three times, then you have to be careful. Then you have to say, okay, maybe that approach is maybe not the best thing. If you're going to make the same mistake four times, then it's obviously that you're going to create some kind of bad connection in between both. But try once, try twice. And if it doesn't function, just try something else. It's not a bad thing. Try as much as possible. And that's the reason why I came to this position is because I made hundreds, I made thousands of mistakes. And that's the reason how I learned. And that's also the reason why I can explain people how to approach in a different way because I've been to the same position as them. So you're very right about ladies. Coming to horses late, when I was younger, my parents couldn't afford a horse. And if I went for riding lessons, that was like, wow, that was such a luxury. And I would be the child at the window that when you heard the kick clop of the shoes, you'd run to the window and you'd go out the door and you'd look at the person sat on the horse mm-hmm. and you'd be thinking, oh my God, I wish they'd let me sit on that horse. Obviously they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. As a child, that's all you wanted. And then when you do have a horse, finally... If you're on your own, you rely on information, videos, books, or you go to a school where you learn to ride and learn about horses. So doing your way, which you was very lucky to be able to do that, that taught you so much. So- but I, true, I can imagine, and that's actually that's a good opinion. It's true. I have a good connection with myself. And that's also the reason why I'm capable of listening to the horse and just adjusting what they're teaching me. So I think that's true. Some people are not always in the same connection, as I say, or maybe they've been through some certain situations in life. Because of this, they're not able to trust their intu- intuition anymore. So obviously that's possible. So it depends what kind of person, depends what kind of approach you're going to use. So that's also the reason why you have a lot of people who are going to do who are going to teach people with, with techniques, for instance. For a lot of people, this can be a good way because they don't have the connection, they don't have the, the intuition. So if you, if you can follow an exercise and you can follow the technique that show, somebody is showing you, of course, it's going to help you. So it can be a good thing. But I do think if you really want to go to a higher connection, I think this is only possible if you're true to yourself and just try to be unique and try to be yourself. It depends how far you want to go. If somebody came to you now, how do you approach this? Say somebody came along to you and said, oh, Matthias, I want to understand my horse more. I want to to understand what the horse is presenting to me. How do you approach that? First of all, I think if you want to have a good connection with horses, it's not possible by only focusing on horses. I think it's a way of living. For instance, let us say 80%, sadly enough, 80% of the people did today, they have to wake up and they have to do something they don't really like doing. They have to go to a job because you have the bills to pay, so you're obligated to go. But can you imagine if you wake up and you have to do something that's not 100% in alignment with yourself? It's going to be much more complicated to really get the connection you need to really connect with the horses. So everything starts from in the beginning. When you wake up, 
you have to find some kind of way. And that's also something I'm offering that I'm trying to explain now with the program on my platform. I think it's finding a way of really finding your purpose and finding your goal in life. Not only, not only just about horses, but just in life in general. If you were able to find this, then you will see that your connection and your intuition with yourself is going to explode in millions of ways. And if you're going to grow then to the horses, then you will see it's going to be completely different kind of connection. It's a, it's a huge, huge difference. So what I always suggest to people, don't focus too much on horses, but try to really find your purpose and goal. And of course, it's a really small sentence, but it's a very difficult. Yeah, it's a very big thing. It's not easy for many people. So, so based on that answer, how would you approach that? A lot of people with horses probably intuitively know more about them than they realize at times. And I find if you point that out and let them see that for themselves when you're working with them, then they feel it and they understand that more. How would you approach that answer to the question if they're not really aware? Would you show them? When I'm working with horses, you mean? So you just said if somebody wants to find a better connection with the horse, mm. you say to them it's about finding the connection to yourself. So how do you approach that with your clients? My experience what I had before, often the biggest problem is that we overthink situations. So if you're going to approach a horse, and it's also what you just mentioned before, there is so much knowledge these days about horses. He's doing like this. She's doing like this. He's doing like this. There are so many different ways. And a lot of people, like I said before, we want to be perfect. So we, we try to take as much knowledge as possible. But then what happens if you go to the horses, we overthink so many situations. And because of this, it's much more difficult to get some, some kind of connection. So... When I first go to people and I see that they're struggling for some kind of, it depends what kind of exercise, it depends what kind of situation. But what I do often is that they have to focus on something physical. You know, there are some people, but not many people can really try to stop the thinking process by overthinking, if you know what I mean. So with those people, you just have to say, okay, you have to give them some kind of structure. You have to say, okay, if you stand still, try to listen to the birds, try to listen to the winds. I try to feel the wind. If you walk, try to see how the sand is moving. At least if you walk in the riding arena, try to really focus on, on physical stuff. And because of this, slowly the mind is going to stop. But it's, it's a whole process. And that's also the reason why it's very helpful for other ways. The people who are teaching with techniques, because if you do a technique, then you're focused on the exercise and not so much on your mind or not so much on the horse. If you know what I mean, you're doing an exercise. And that's the reason why it's so attractive for other people, because it can be very helpful. Again, depends how far you want to go with the connection. You also ride Liberty for people that are not aware of who you are. There are some videos, and I shared one, a video of you riding Liberty bareback and riderless. And I think you're in the States. Montana. Montana, yeah. And that always looks idyllic. It looks lovely. And I know some people do that, but they've got there from a different place. They've got there from a different way. But yours is very much about listening to the horse and the trust between each other and that feeling of just being in sync with each other. Can you describe a little more about that side of it? About a connection, you mean riding in liberty? Yes. What made you get into that side? Is it just part of the process of your intuition with your horses? So it's a very big topic. <laughs> this you can go for a long time. So I'm going to start with a different kind of approach. If you're going to ride horses, there are many ways, the same with connecting. There are many ways how to ride a horse. 
very basic. I think we all know it's just the saddle with the reins. If you want to go to the left, you pull the left rein. If you want to go to the right, right rein, and you know all the basic stuff. This is, this is the first approach. Afterwards, if you want to develop a little bit more, it's going to be all with the body language and with body weights. So this is already a step afterwards. For a lot of people, it's already more complicated because you need to be, you have to need, you need to be also in the moment, but you, your body needs to be flexible. Your hips need to be loose and it's, it's more precise. So this is second step. Afterwards, if you have a good connection with your horse, because it's also a very big thing that some people don't always realize. I think it's the same in a relationship in between people. You can be together with someone, but it doesn't always mean that it's 100% a good person. And people still stay with that person because they're afraid of finding someone else often. Fear is a very big problem for, for a lot of situations. So it's the same with the horses. You're always going to have a good connection with a certain kind of horse. Well, with some horses, there is just something, something more special. So when you have a good horse and you're really in the moment and you're going to go outside in the forest or even in the arena, just with your mind, if you're strong enough, you have a good connection, just by thinking, going to the left, to the right, you will see that your horse is already responding. So this is the third step. This is already much more complicated. And only once in my life that I've witnessed a beautiful experience where I was working with my stallion, I had an Arabic stallion. So it was my personal horse and then I was riding outside in the fields and for maybe 15 seconds, maybe 20 seconds, my personality didn't exist anymore. The personality of my horse didn't exist anymore. We just became something else. Like the mythological figures, you know, the centaur, exactly the same. It's unbelievable, the experience. As you can see now, when I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm using my hands. See, there's not a fraction of a second in between all those movements. It was exactly the same. I just had four legs. So if I wanted to go to the right, I just went to the right. If I wanted to start running, I just, I had four legs. Can you imagine the connection, how crazy it is? Wow. But when you go to such kind of situation, the whole approach and the whole, the vision about horses is going to change completely. The only reason why I was capable of having such kind of experience is because at that moment, I was in the moment. I was able to join his. I was able to, how to explain this in English? I was able to get in his world, in his way of being. Yes. So can you imagine how it is for horses? They're always in that kind of position. The only reason why it's not happening is because we are not ready to have such kind of experience. Mm. The thing is what happens afterwards, and I did experience also because of other situations, the biggest problem that we can have as people afterwards is the desire to have such kind of experience once again. So I'm 100% sure if I want to achieve this again, it's never going to happen. I'm 100% sure it's never going to happen because when you desire something, you create the opposite. And that's also the reason why I think maybe if I'm capable of just letting go, maybe when I'm going to be 60 years old, maybe when I'm 70 years old, maybe I am capable of being always in that kind of moment. It's going to depend on my development and just my way of being. So, and if it's not going to be, if I'm not able to experience this situation again, then I just had a beautiful experience once and I won't forget about it. So, Yeah, wow. I got goosebumps as you were talking that. I understand what you were saying from my view. So you literally feel like you are part of the horse. There's no separation. I'm not even part of the horse. That's the thing. Or anything. It become just something. become it's yeah. yeah 
it's a completely different subject, but it's even the same with just being connected with everything. When I walk outside, if you have a personal view, then you're going to explore the world out of your vision. But there are, there are so many different visions of so many people, you know? So I think, well, I'm going to give another example. If you're going to look at a tree, if you're going to look at a tree with five different people, yeah, 100% sure that all of us are going to see the tree with a different perspective. It's going to be a different emotion for all the five of us. Yeah. Why? Because every one of us is being unique. Okay. So I think the goal of life is to lose that personal vision, to lose your own, your way of being and just look at the tree and understand the, the essence behind the tree. And I think if we are able of doing this, all five of us are able to achieve this point and then there is no more arguing in between all of us because we know the essence about the tree. Yeah. See? So the thing is, how can we achieve that kind of point is to being in the beginning, being unique and find your personal way to get to that point. And then you're able to let go and then you will see if you're going to walk around, everything is going to be completely different. You're going to see Everything is completely different. Mm -hmm. The connection with people, the connection with horses. It's a completely different approach of, of life. Wow, that was very passionately put. Oh, thank you. I'll just share a little something that happened to me. So when I'm driving in my car, for mm -hmm. me, driving in my car is the time when I'm doing less and focusing on one thing. And information flows to me. Mm -hmm. And I quite often get messages and uh, information. And then sometimes, and this was one particular time, I've had similar experiences, but this was really a strong experience. I was driving to my horse before I was going to work. And as I was driving, I'd already been getting some information about something. And when I finished, because what I do is I use my phone and I record it because as it comes, it's so fast, I have to record it. So when I recorded the message, I literally felt like I was driving my car, but I was connected to my car, to the road, to the trees, to the clouds. It sounds really bizarre, but there was nothing solid. It was really beautiful. In fact, I had to ground myself because I thought, oh, I've got to ground myself. I knew I was in my car as you, when you were sat on your, your stallion. But it wasn't there. So similar, maybe not quite the heartfelt as you, but it was, it was very powerful and it was beautiful. And I could smell the air and I could feel what the tree was feeling. And this is going to sound a bit, you know, out there, but I was literally part of that energetic field. I was part of everything mm -hmm. that I was observing. And, but I was driving. So it wasn't like I was sat meditating to experience that. I think because I was flowing through something else that was coming through, that enabled me to feel my external world even more than I would normally, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. This experience you can have in everything. Anywhere, yeah. The thing is, and that's what you're saying, the reason why, how to explain this, I do think it's very important, of course, that you have to stay grounded. For instance, the experience that you're explaining now and the experience, like I was saying before, with the horse, this is something normally before I never shared to people. A lot of things that I'm doing, normally I don't share such kind of stuff because it's like people who talk and they start floating to different kind of ways and it's, you know what I mean? It's like the, the hippie kind of stuff. Often it's being connected with such kind of people, so I'm not judging anyone, but I think you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. 
So often those stories, I just keep them for myself. It's not necessary to talk about them because it's my experience. And now this is the first time actually because of the platform I'm doing and also because with this interview, I do have to explain a little bit more about my vision and my experiences because otherwise people don't understand why I am capable of riding horses and such kind of liberty or just a way of living because, yeah, you have to explain at least something so they understand your vision and your way of being. And that's what this platform is for. It's to chat with people, but you are welcome to talk as freely as you want to. There's no, there's nothing off limits. This is a platform for people that have horses or are interested in horses. But for me, it's very much about what the horses show us or bring to us. And a lot of people, when they have an animal, they want to ride, as you said, they want to look the part, they want to be perfect. But as they spend more time with them, they realize actually there's another way, there's, there's something more to this. Or maybe they don't even realize that, but it changes something about them. And I think especially now, so for me and for a lot of people and for yourself, it's not a case if you have a horse, you ride your horse, you do your horse and you go to your day job, you go to your day life. It's integrating what that brings to you into every area of your life. Mm. And intuition is a big thing. The intuition and the subtleties feeling that subtle feeling and how does that work into your day-to-day life because as you earlier said that is the big thing and that's the thing that when you know more about who you are and your feelings and how things can change and how you see things differently just by being aware of yourself that's a huge thing and it has ramifications and it has a knock-on effect on many many things and it's not just contained to you as an individual whoever you come into contact with you may say something or show them something and that might be their catalyst to change their world Mm. so it's a knock-on effect and horses are a mutual ground where we can have something that we're drawn to but it goes far beyond that far beyond that feel free to share whatever you like thank you I can explain also, which is kind of important to share with people. I think if you're going to work with horses, and that's also just about life in general, I think everything is about some kind of balance. It's a balance in between the feminine energy and the masculine energy. And I do think if you're going to work with horses, that if you're going to approach a horse and you're going to be too masculine, and what does it mean masculine? It's like, this is going to be the way and you have to listen and it's very strong. It's not a good approach. If you're going to be too feminine and too feminine means like, oh, you know, the horse and how is he doing? And then you're, that's too feminine. It's also kind of dangerous. You have to find the balance in between both. If you're able of doing this, you will see the connection with your horses. It's a huge, huge difference. And also I do think if you see horses, it's a little bit the same with, with the tree. For me, a horse is a repre- representation of an energy that finds a beautiful balance in between the physical world and the emotional world. So if you're going to approach a horse too physical, like too masculine, not a good thing. If you're going to approach with too much emotions, it's also kind of dangerous. If you can find a balance, you're able to get a good connection because then you're still grounded, but still with a lot of emotions. And I think that's the key of the good connection with horses, but just also about life in general. Thank you. That was perfectly said. I was smiling when you said too emotional because that's me. <laughs> it's a lot of women, to be honest. It can be a really good thing as well. But once again, it's about the balance. And sometimes you over-exaggerate the situation. Yes. Another example about horse, and I think it makes it more easy for people to understand. 
if you're going to work with horses, I do think, my opinion, if you're going to work with, with a horse, I think it's more easy for men to work with sensitive, let's say, mares, and it's more easy for women to work with a stallion. And generally, just generally speaking. So the reason why is, if you have a beautiful stallion, like a beautiful stallion, nice and strong, he's making the movements. If you're being a man, you're going to say, whoa, such a beautiful stallion. Because connect, we know how it is being proud. And so what's going to happen? A man riding such a stallion, we got to be the same. So the energy is going to go up, up, up. It's going to be exploding. You know what I mean? If you have a woman is riding a beautiful stallion, it's going to be like this. Of course, the woman is also going to see the movements. And after five minutes, she's going to say, okay, I saw all the movements, calm down. It's not necessary to be, there's a big difference. You're going to create the opposite. And because of this, he's going to calm down. And it's just the same with the mare. If you have beautiful, very sensitive horses, you know, horses with a lot of things on their mind or they're going to go quick and have difficulties with giving structure in their way of being, then it's much more easy often, once again, general, for a man riding a horse than a woman. The reason why is if the mare is going like crazy, the man is going to say, oh, you know, just calm down. It's not necessary. There's nothing going on. Just take it easy. A woman is riding such kind of horse. She wants to understand the problem. She's going to say, oh, what's happening? Why is she doing this? And you just become the same as the way of being as a horse. So the horse doesn't have a reference point anymore. And because of this, you're going to create a very complicated and difficult situation. So once again, it's just general speaking. Yeah, I totally understand that my horse is a mare. And I'm not as emotional with her as I used to be. And I tend to be a bit too attentive, which actually made her not worse. But yes, it had the opposite effect. Whereas sometimes now I can be quite matter of fact. And when I do that, her energy comes down because I treat her as if she's not my horse, she's somebody else's. So the attachment's not quite as heartfelt. Mm -hmm. But just for those few seconds when I achieve that, there's a change. If I go and I've got busy hair, lots of thoughts, I don't do a lot with her. I just do what I need to do because if she's feeling that way too, she'll go off down the field. Mm -hmm. The moments when she wants to be a bit closer, I know because there's a different feel about her. So I totally got what you said about. There's just one thing I would like to add. If you want to learn something about yourself, then it is a good thing being a man taking a stallion, being a woman taking a mare. It's much more complicated. But if you want to learn something about yourself, that's the better approach. So where are you today? I know you have a new website and Mm -hmm. you've been doing interviews yourself. And you mentioned Frederick. How did you come to meet him? It's difficult to say. One thing I can say, it's a difficult person to approach. He's living in his own thing. He's a very nice guy, but difficult to approach. So I was very lucky that I also know someone who, when she was small, they grew up together with Frederike Magali. This person is living in, in Australia. And so she connected me with Frederic. And then I was kind of lucky because at that moment I was in the, in the Pyrenees, the, the French Pyrenees. So I was filming for the platform. And then Frederic called me. So I explained my project. So I told me about my plans. Okay, you, you're able to come, but it's going to be kind of busy for me. So if you come, you have to be here by tomorrow. So I stopped filming, put the camper in, and we drove for eight hours, I think eight, nine hours to go to his place. So uh, the interview was nice, but I was not really prepared for the situation. So it's okay, but I could have done a little bit more professional, but at the same time, that's just the way it is. You know, for instance, I want to ask him a lot of questions. The questions were fine, but I, I think you know how it is because you're doing the same thing. It's very important to ask the good questions in a good moment. 
also with the camera. I only had one camera. If you do it with two or three, you know, you can make it a little bit more professional. But at the same time, it's not about the setup. It's about the interaction in between us and the conversation. So anyway, the reason why I love what he's doing is because that's one of the people, just in my opinion, who's really able to be in the moment and just connect in a way that I do think that goes further than just only being around horses. So to give a little small example, these days, more and more people start doing the liberty kind of work or they're going to give spectacles and, you know, different kind of stuff, which is a beautiful and a good thing. But often it's some kind of rehearsal. So if you go to a show and you have a lot of people sitting around and the horse is going to give a different kind of reaction, for a lot of people it's difficult to handle this situation because they have a routine, you know. And with Frédéric, the reason why his spectacles are always so beautiful because when the horse is doing something different, which is not rehearsed before, he's just improvising. He's being in the moment and he's just going with the flow. And even if there's so many people around him, and I think that's a very strong, a very strong, how to say, strong point of him. It's just, yeah. that this is only possible if you're able to be in the moment. A little bit like I was telling before. And once again, if you do something like this with, with two people watching, it's already nice. But if you do it with 500,000, I don't even know how many people sometimes there are. But that's next level. Really look up to such kind of person. So, yeah. So like I said, you have a new website and you want to do more work. What is it that you are wanting to go forward with? Okay. So like I already told you before, so for me, it's more about understanding the bigger picture. That's the reason why I stopped teaching with the horses not too long ago is because I felt too much limitations. If you give a clinic, it's only two days, so you can help people in many ways. But still, you have to show, I, that at least what I would like to do is you have to show how people have to live in a certain certain kind of way, you know? So two days is, is, is not enough. So that's the, the reason why I created this platform is because also one more thing before is people saw a couple of videos about me, but if you didn't follow a clinic that I was giving, people don't have any idea at all how I was approaching horses. Because on my Facebook page, I didn't wrote so much about methods or just about my personal vision. So with the platform, this is the first time I'm really able to just explain about many, many things. Once again, not only just about horses, but also about life in general. And so yeah, for me, it's a, it's a really good exercise because also I really don't like electronics. I'm a guy who's, who likes to go outside and just be in nature. So because this is for me something new and something I really don't like doing that much, I do think it's learning a lot about myself as well. So. I think it's a, it's a good thing. In, in the future, I would like to create again the possibility that I can invite people so we can work a little bit with horses, not with riding, but I would like to explain people what they represent and which horses, obviously, you can show when you think too much. It's much more easy to explain certain things to people. But that's, that's something I'm going to explain on another time because it's going to be a big project and that's, that's for another time. So you're going to invite people along to... to... Yeah, so the first stage is I'm going to invite people. But then once again, it's going to be a whole project. I still have to figure out a couple of things. And then when everything is really 100%, then I can start speaking about it. Hmm. So I know you said you don't like the technology side. I mean, this was all new to me before I started. It wasn't something that I was aware of. I didn't understand it totally, but I was drawn to follow my 
intuition and sometimes I'll do things and I have no idea why and it's like really and I started doing these and I started to ask people if they'd like to come on for a chat and you know talk and to my surprise most people have said yes which you know I'm still so grateful to that and yourself too I don't go delving and looking at everybody if they cross my path that person feels right I'll ask them on which is what happened to you so I don't know a huge amount about you but I'd seen you for the last few years I think it was the Liberty video and you was talking and I thought you've got such a nice voice and what you were saying was on my wavelength at that, that time it was something I was looking at and that's how I work I work with my intuition I do enjoy this because I get to meet people that I probably would never meet for you the form is going to be something that will spread what you believe and hopefully help other people too for sure and I, I completely agree with him for my platform first I interviewed three people so people you know also to explain a little bit more about certain kind of approaches with horses and then it was the first time I was really speaking to other horse teachers so it was very interesting for me to see how other people approach their life situations or their difficulties with horses so for me it was very very interesting to see and I do think because of this, then I started realizing it's difficult to explain. Like, I really do think that my approach for instance, is very strong connected with daily life. And everything I'm learning in daily life, I try to adjust with horses. And this is not something, because of this experience, not everybody is doing the same approach, which is kind of obvious, of course. But still, I didn't know how much the big difference was in between all of us. So I was kind of learnful. And it doesn't mean like I'm better or not at all even. It's just a... Just a different approach. Yeah. So interesting to see. Yeah. And it's through interacting and meeting and chatting with other people that you you realize where you are in your life and where they are. You can see somebody that's maybe on YouTube or have a strong following and you can like what they do. You know, that's that's lovely and they get the results. But the other side is slightly different. As you said, and for me, it's about Waking up in the morning and having that same ethos of where you want to be in your life, who you want to be, and you want to understand what is life about. It's not just about getting up in the morning, going to work, coming home, and doing the yeah. same thing every single day. That's an old version of what we thought life was about. Life is so much more. And if yeah. we take a chance and do one small thing that we really want to do because it gives us passion, it makes us enthusiastic, that's the start of something. If we understand that more about ourselves, then opportunities come along and doorways open so you can almost step forward into the next bit. It's yeah. like having a blindfold on and trusting that when you take that step, there's something there underneath your feet. There's something not to be afraid of and learning about what you're capable of and who you thought you was you know, a few years ago, is not who you are today. Yeah, it's, it's a lot bigger than the world we think is out there. There's a, mm -hmm. there's a whole other world that we don't see. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not visible, but we can tap into it just as easy. Yeah, but it's, it takes some time. It's not always that easy, but it takes some time to really enter it. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> we could go on a whole different subject there. But it's, it's possible. It's possible for everybody. You can say, well, that's okay for you to say that's your life, you know. The thing is, well, and that's, that's really something I've saw like, often. For instance, about my situation, 
I'm pretty sure a lot of people think, oh, you know, it's kind of easy for him. You know, like you said, it's kind of easy. He was maybe kind of lucky. He has a good intuition. You know, he's not struggling. He doesn't have any problems, but it's completely the opposite. People have no ideas, all the things that I've been through. But because of all those situations, I was able to, to learn, to develop as a person I am today. And that's what every person you see that has a little bit of fame or established something, often those people that really have struggled into many, many difficult subjects in their life. And that's just the reason why they came to that point. And that's really something I do think that a lot of people sometimes they, they under, underestimate. So I think every, every person is always going, not 100% the same, but, you know, kind of going to the same phases of life. And everybody's, everybody's approaching on their unique way, but you still have to overcome the same problem. That's just the way it is. Yeah. So it's not about seeing life through rose-tinted glasses and thinking everything's no. lovely. Mm-hmm. How, how you approach that, you can see something and really take it to heart and get an emotional involved with that. You take a step back, especially if it's nothing to do with you, not affecting you at that moment, then mm-hmm. you can observe it and you can have empathy but you don't need to feel that because it's not happening to you. That's not your life. This is where you are at this moment in time. And again, it's not quite as simple as that, but changing how my mindset has been the biggest thing and not being a victim. Whatever happens, you deal with it and then you move on. I'm not a victim. I'm in charge of my life. And how much I achieve is down to me too. I think it's very nice that you... That you already came to the point that you realize this, but for a lot of people, this is very confronting because then it means every move you make in life is your responsibility. This is very difficult to deal with the situation. Yeah. And that's why it's very easy to say, oh, you know, because of this, I'm not capable of doing this. It's very easy to blame something else, someone else. Like we're saying, life is not always fair. It's just the way it is. It's about you, how you're able to deal with that situation at that certain kind of moment. And then once again, it's kind of confronting for a lot of people because it's your responsibility. And then one of the good things, I think also in life in general, but also just about our connection with horses. If you're going to work with a horse, they're always going to show you. But even then, people going to always blame something. I think that's typical being human. Yeah, I used to beat that person though. You know, why is this happening to me? But the more you think that way, the more of it comes. Mm-hmm. I figured out through my own learning that when you realize that actually you're the only person that can change something and it's down to you. I'm lucky that I'm single. So any use I make, it's down to me. But if you've got a family and, you know, you've got children, it's more difficult. You are thinking about everybody else. But actually, that's when you need to pull back and think about yourself because if you're unhappy, if something's not right for you, it's not hidden. The others can feel it. But we're going down a different route now. so. I do think it's interesting because you say, for instance, that you're lucky, for instance, you're being single. It depends how you see certain kind of stuff. I think being single or having a family, both of them have positive and negative sides, just the same. So I do think even if you have a family, of course, in a lot of situations, it's going to be more complicated. But the, the other hand, for a lot of situations, it's also much more easy because you have your family surrounding you. We are going to help you overcome the problem, at least if you have a decent family. So. Everything is, once again, even in your family, everything is going to turn around you. If you are fine with yourself and you just accept your way of being a good mom, obviously your children are going to love you because you're being you, you know? And I think that's 
it's kind of the same if you're living alone or with the family. It's still about your way of being. Yes, but what I was trying to say was if I made the wrong choice, it wouldn't affect others. It would just affect me. So on that level, it was maybe okay. slightly easier. Yeah. So where are you today? What have you got planned coming up? At the moment... So normally I, I live in the south of France, like one hour, one hour from Bordeaux. But at the moment, for people who don't know, so when I stopped working with horses, it was for me, it was a very big change because I also, at the moment, I was a single. So I broke up with my girlfriend. So she bought the riding stable. So I quit my job. I quit my house. So I bought a camper car. And with the camper car, I traveled around. So I did the whole coast of Portugal and Spain. The reason why I was doing this is just because I was working too much before. I was working seven and seven. I was giving so many clinics abroad in different kind of countries. When I was going back home, I had all the interns waiting with their questions, but didn't have any personal time anymore. Also not with the girlfriend, but just, just in general. So I just needed to resource, just connect with myself again. So I traveled around. It was a beautiful experience, but after a couple of months, I'll say a year, you know, you can travel for a long time, but at the moment, I want to start back again with a new chapter. So I went back to France. I was creating the platform, so that's created. So now I'm teaching people online. And at the moment, now I'm in Belgium because I have to sell my camper car. And uh, just talking about commercial stuff, in Belgium, the camper cars are much more expensive than in France. Also, that's not the only reason. So I'm also here because my family is still living in, in Belgium. Now, this sounds very, uh, very bad that I gave. The first reason was with the camera core. <laughs> I came back for the family. <laughs> All the, to the grandma and grandpa and parents and sister. <laughs> in a week or so, we, in a week or two, I'm going to go back to, uh, back to France. So you don't have any horses at the minute? But at the moment in France, where I'm living there, the horses are just standing like 200 meters. There is a riding arena with almost no, no people. So it's very nice. They have a lot of fields. They're always standing outside. It's very calm. There's a beautiful riding arena as well. At the moment, I'm not riding anymore, but if I would like to, there is a possibility. So what I'm doing now at the moment, for instance, so if you go to horses, there are many ways how you can approach and learn. And at my position now, where I'm standing now, is when I go to the horses, once again, the, the example for every horse is representing some kind of feeling. So my gelding, before he was a stallion, now gelding, he has something very, very sensitive, but also proud, the movement he's making. So when I go to him, I try to understand how he is. And I try to integrate his feeling and try to do the same in my life. And the same is with my mare. She has something very, very sensitive. And it's a softness at the moment that I'm not able to understand yet. She's on another level. So I'm trying to understand a little bit more about her vision and how, how she's seeing things. Mm. And so this is just possible just by sitting next to them, just watching, feeling and see. Yeah. They sound lovely. What are your horse's names? One horse, the gelding is Manjaro. It's not a name I gave. It's a Finnish horse, you know, the Spanish people. And uh, the other horse is uh, Cleo is the mare. I was riding in the video that went viral, that I was riding in Liberty mm -hmm. outside. And also that's something I would like to explain to people when I was making the video, for instance, because not other people, but I do think that some people think it's kind of irresponsible riding outside without the reins and the saddle and without the helmet, especially English people, Belgian people and, and Dutch people. <laughs> They're more critical, not judging on other countries, but that's just in general. So the reason why I made that video, even when I was starting filming, I was thinking if I'm going to go outside on the streets, I'm going to show this to people, you know, because that's maybe a step too much. 
But at the other hand, I'm not showing all. I'm even the opposite. I was even doubling of not showing it to people. So the reason why I did show this is because that's just being me. You know, for me, it's an exercise. So for instance, when I just started doing this, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to jump on the horse and we're going to go outside on the streets. That would be irresponsible, but you do it step by step. For instance, in the beginning, you do it inside the arena, just see how she's moving. You, you make everything more uh, sub subtle, subtle. I don't know how to say it in English, more and more sensitive. If you're capable of doing this and the horse is calm and you feel comfortable, afterwards you go outside in nature. If this is working fine, then you go to another step. And the reason why I'm always developing and pushing my boundaries is just to get the connection better with myself and my horse. So to give an example, first time, if you go outside, you know, the environment, there is no problem. But the first time, if you know there was a small road, like hundred meters in front, and you know that maybe two times a day, four times a day, there's only one car passing by, you know, still. If you know there are almost no cars and you already crossed the road for more than thousands of times, even if I'm as a person, I'm calm. So I'm not someone who's going to stress like crazy. So when you're approaching the roads 50 meters before, I don't know the English terms, let's say 50 feet, when you're too much in front, even if I don't think too much about the situation, but just my stomach that's turning a little bit, you know, she starts walking quicker, but there is no reins. There is nothing to hold on. So the only thing that can change my horse or the situation is my way of being. So that moment, you really just have to be even more in the moment, connect even more with yourself and the horse and just the, the bigger picture. So that's the reason why I try to push my boundaries because this is learning much more about myself. And afterwards, when this is functioning, I try to make it more complicated and I keep developing. So it's not for showing off at all. It's the opposite. For me, it's just learning about myself. <clears throat> so you're reading your energy and you're feeling what's happening and as it fluctuates into a different feel you're adjusting what you do as you go along Did you? yeah yeah and that's showing you that you're listening your horse knows that you're listening because they can feel the change in your energy your body so it's a conversation you're having a non-verbal conversation all yeah. the time, even when you're silent, you're communicating. It's about the emotions. And then give another example. For instance, if you're going to train horses. So if you're going to train horses, there are many ways how to, how to say this in English, breaking in a horse and training first time, putting a saddle on and everything else. So you can train a horse, very physical. You can desensitize your horse to get on his back. So he doesn't get spooked over all the movements around, you know, you can do it with a carrot stick, with a bag. There are many, many ways. So that's one approach. But at the other hand, there is another approach, and that's the one that I'm doing, and it's more interesting for me as a person. It's just about understanding the horse. If you are able as a person, if you see the horse in front of you and you know what it represents, you understand some horses, they are really soft. Some other horses, they have something very playful. Some other horses, they have something very grounded. You know, there are many different kind of characters. If you are as a person are able to understand what they represent, and I'm able to adjust my way of being, my energy to that horse, then you cannot imagine it takes me two minutes, five minutes, and I can just go on the bag without anything because there is no reason at all for the horse to get spooked. We are exactly the same, but it's difficult sometimes to get to that point. Then to give another example, sometimes it happens when, when I had a, a family party or that's what I see also with other places and you have 
couple of horses and you always have parents with small children, very small children, you know, even babies. They say, oh, can I put my baby just on the back from the horse? I would just keep holding it, you know? They say, sure, no problem. Did you ever saw a horse getting spooked or going crazy? Maybe it can happen, but there's a very slim chance. The reason why is, if you know a horse, how his way of being is, he's just being calm. He's just standing there. If you put a baby on the back of a horse, normally, depends the age, but normally it's just pure love. It's a nice feeling. It's comfortable with something extra, it's something warm on the back. So why would you take such kind of stuff away? He, hasn't, he doesn't have a reason to kick it off. Mm-hmm. What happens, we as persons, we grow up, we got to develop. We got to become more afraid about certain situations. We got to overthink situations. As a person, we change. Afterwards, if you're going to get on the back of a horse and with fear or just overthinking, it's a strange feeling for the horse. He's just thinking like, what's this thing on my back? You know, so he doesn't understand. So tries to kick it off. That's, the, that's how I see things. Mm-hmm. So I try to really understand how I can develop as a person, try to adjust to the horse. And then to be honest, I'm not going to say never, never, but there was a very slim chance that really something dangerous will happen. And it's also the reason why when I gave clinics or for instance, the video that you spoke about before, when I was riding the Mustang in, the, in America, in Montana, he was already trained before by another person, the owner. So she was riding with a saddle and only once in a while with the neck rope. But like I said, some horses, you just feel some kind of connection. And that was one of those horses. So it was very easy to just put the saddle off, just see how he's responding to the body movements. And this was kind of nice. Just put the neck rope away straight away in the arena. Took me maybe five minutes, maybe even less. So just perfect, just walking, see how he's responding, starting trotting, everything is fine. A little get up, everything is fine. And then afterwards, and that's a very big difference in between many people. For a horse, if you ride inside the arena without anything, it's a beautiful experience, 100%. But the moment when people go outside, people start overthinking. They say, oh, what's going to happen? Maybe, you know, if the horse is going to get spooked, you know, and that's something that's a difference between me and some other people. I still have enough confidence. For me, there is no difference in the arena or outside the arena. I, I even feel sometimes more calm outside than inside the arena and it's just the same for horses everything is natural outside so that's the reason why we just went outside we started filming we had a beautiful video and this happened often with a lot of clinics if you just feel and understand the horses riding without anything in the beginning you can say oh it's kind of a beautiful experience but once you get used to this to be honest it's kind of natural not so much special about it i think it's because it looks Free. And deep down, I think most people want to feel that about Mm -hmm. themselves and the horse. Yeah. So you have that relationship because you've worked at it and you understand it and you feel it. If people had a fraction of that feel, that would be an amazing place to be to, you know, for them and myself included. Just one thing. So for instance, I was lucky enough and only lucky because I made my choices going this direction. You're talking about that feeling of feeling a little bit free. But this you can have in everything which you're doing in life. Yes. So maybe some people don't have this kind of feeling with horses, but they can have the same feeling with doing something else. So if you can find that kind of feeling, it doesn't matter what kind of exercise or what kind of thing you're doing in life, then maybe you can just think about the situation, try to develop a little bit more that direction. And you will see that that feeling, that inner feeling, that freedom, 
is going to develop 10 times more and in a way that sometimes you can't even imagine. Mm. But what happens often, and that's always kind of difficult, even if you have such kind of experience, a lot of people always also fear this experience because it's sometimes it's so beautiful that, you know, oh, maybe it's not true, you know, and you just break it yourself because dreams are sometimes too beautiful to become true. Yeah. Say that's what they think, but I don't agree. <laughs> it's not at all. No. Yeah. And I suppose the fear sometimes, if they think, if that's available, then then I could change a lot in my life. And that's a big thing to think about, depending yeah. on, on where you are. Yeah. I've really enjoyed this chat and I do feel like it could have taken a whole different route. If there was one piece of advice or one thing that you'd like to say to somebody, just to give them inspiration about themselves, what would you advise? What would be your thing to say? If you're able just to find your, and it's very difficult to explain, but if you're able to find your purpose or goal in life, you will see that everything is going to change in so many ways. The thing is, it doesn't mean like when, when you found this, it doesn't mean like everything is going to be very smooth without any, any troubles. Not at all, because you're still going to come across your obstacles. But the big difference in between both is if you find your energy or you've really did your purpose, then you will feel the motivation to still continue and still thrive on your way. If you don't have this, you're also going to have obstacles. But every time you're going to cross an obstacle, you're going to get a little bit more beat down, you become more negative. You don't know why and you want to blame other people. So I do think that that's really the key of, of, of really everything, to be honest. But then, yeah, once again, how... If you want to achieve that one, that's, that's the whole process. And that's what I'm trying to offer in the program that I created. So It's been fascinating chatting to you. Like I said, I didn't know huge information about you, but that's how I prefer it. So for me to chat with somebody and get cool. to know them face-to-face, of course, it is a better way. And I'm always guided by what comes along to me. So you cross my path. I asked you and, and it was a little while ago and we finally got together, which is great. So thank you so much. You're welcome. I think thank you for inviting me. No, you, you are truly welcome. Okay. I wish you guys all the best and maybe we see each other again in the future, different projects or different interviews, or maybe I'm going to get invited back again by Ronnie. You never know. I found that fascinating and I wasn't sure what to expect. But I can feel what he's trying to say, what he's trying to do is definitely something to look into. And I definitely would like to have him back again. Um, his website will be at the end of this video. You can watch this again if there's anything that you'd like to recap over or contact Matthias himself and he will explain more about what he does, and where he's going in the future. I do hope you've enjoyed it. My guests come, it's their own time that they give and share their knowledge and their experience in their life. Thank you to my guests. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye for now. You've been listening to Ronnie King at Equine Voices. Thank you for listening and speak to you soon.